0: this morning in Christ's name, we have been blessed already um, and I hope that I trust that God's blessing will be further with us. Um, this may end up being a little short, I don't know. Um, I uh, I didn't know what to say but um, I guess the thing I experienced in this past week kind of turn into this, um, so, I don't know, I had been, oh, distressed about some of the things we faced and, and, um, and then because of me, Um, just not paying attention to detail as I should have um, earlier made a mistake which um, in turn created a situation where we had a whole set of doors for a complete kitchen with the wrong profiles on them. And being distressed already and seeing that take place and realizing that you know, this one little mistake is now costing me thousands of dollars. Um, it just i I didn't handle it right okay i I was very much discouraged for the rest of the day finally came to realize that you know. God is on my side, um, and I did not trust Him in that. Um, I did not, you know, I was I was discouraged and depressed about the the things in life, and and it. It stole my peace. I was upset, and that's not what God would have of us. Um, he is. He is on our side. He is waiting and and ready to, to help us through those times, but. If we don't allow him to, then, then we end up the mess I was in. So, realizing or, yeah, being reminded of all that, and um, it just took my mind to the, the children of Israel when they were ready to cross the Red Sea. And um, the the way they responded to that situation, um, I was I was responding in that very same way, and so that is how I came to to this, and and that is the main. The main thing I, I wanted to study was, their, their approaching the Red Sea and and the, uh, the things that took place there. But I started my study at the beginning of Exodus. Um, and there's just I don't know how long a person could preach out of Exodus, but there is so much uh, in here that that we can we can study Exodus and then think of how that applies to our life and think of New Testament scripture that that um, teaches. You know the the similar lesson it 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 gives us direction, and um, and how we need to deal with things today, and so that is more or less the the pattern that I have, but I'm I'm starting in chapter one of Exodus, and ending up in chapter fourteen, and by no means getting all of it. Just here and there things that that popped out to, to me. So, Exodus 1. Um, I'll start reading in, in verse 8. Read several verses here. Um, now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. and it come to pass that when, when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them and so get them up out of the land. And so after that they set taskmasters over them and tried to work them to death and, and it didn't work, you know. The the harder they worked, the more they multiplied and the stronger they became. But if we take a look at verses 9 and 10, um, especially 10, I guess. Come on, let us deal wisely with them lest they multiply And it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. So, um, I just, to me that stood out as as a worldly wisdom. You know, they did not know uh, what was going to happen. This this king did not know what Israel would do. Um, But, but he he imagined the worst and so he he dealt with it what what uh, seemed wise to him but but was it actually wise you know it to to me it was just uh, it's an example of of dealing with with problems or fears uh, in a worldly way um, so you know we too are faced with situations um, we might we might fear or expect an unfavorable outcome or whatever but what has god provided for us in that and and so you know there's not necessarily one uh, perfect answer for that but in I can only share what was what came to my mind I guess um, but in James 3:17 but the wisdom okay so thinking of worldly wisdom but the wisdom that is from above or okay the the, the example, set here in Exodus I'm referring to you as worldly wisdom okay but what, what do we have today uh, rather than the worldly wisdom so James 3 but the wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceable, gentle and easy to be entreated full of mercy and good fruits without without partiality and without hypocrisy so, th- this king dealt with Israel out of a worldly wisdom. What would it have looked like um, had he dealt with them from, through wisdom from above? Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to change scripture, um, because we do understand that God had a purpose in all that. Um He he wanted well he told Moses and I think we I might get to that a little later, but uh he told Moses that um, that he would harden Pharaoh's heart. Um, I forget the exact words now, but uh, the purpose was to, uh, that Egypt would know that he is Lord. Um, And it says um, that he would that he would be honored of Pharaoh. Um, so, I guess my point is that let's not let's not um, just seek to deal with our situations from with worldly wisdom, but let it let us implore God for wisdom to. Deal with the situations we have. Um, then also, First Corinthians one twenty one. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching, to save them that believe. Okay, so the the world. Okay, if, if we take this this account. For our example, the, the, the king of Egypt uh, you know he he desired to deal wisely, he said. Okay, but in that wisdom he did not know God. He had no, no idea um, what he was what he was striving against. Okay. Um, and that is that is still true today. Um, you know, the the world has no idea what they uh, are striving against as they come down on Christianity um, with criticism or resistance or whatever that may be. Um, they they know not God. Um, and so I'll let you um, think on, on the thing of um, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe um, you know, what, what all is entailed in the foolishness of preaching we know that it's not foolishness to God but um, to the world it appears as foolishness I guess. Okay then in verse 11 therefore did they set taskmasters therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pytham and Ramses. It goes on then, uh, telling how that they made them work harder and and um, and all that. Um, so, <clears throat> the the thing of of uh, controlling others for the sake of of self preservation, you know. He. He had the idea that Egypt would rise and and uh, become allies of his enemies, and therefore, uh, and and possibly destroy Egypt. And he was, he was uh, striving to preserve that uh, by controlling other people and you know that uh, we can fall into that same trap but God calls us to something higher something uh, much better than um, than being controlling of one another Um, in Galatians 5 verse 13 says for brethren ye have been called unto liberty only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh but by love serve one another Um, I cannot I cannot think how it would be to uh, to be a king and to lead um, an entire nation but I can I can uh, better understand how that um, that I am able to exercise dominion or control over those around me um, for the sake of of what I want or desire, um, but but that's not what I'm called to. Um, God calls us to serve one another in love, um, Philippians 2.3, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. and. We can we can understand what that is telling us, uh, and and that is what we are called to, not uh, to make life hard for others, so that my life can remain easy or glorious or I'm not sure what was running through the Egyptian king's mind, but um, I know that that. Uh, we can if we can exercise ourselves in this in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves if we can do that um, we will have as was mentioned earlier a little heaven on earth Um, if we go on to chapter 3 verses 23 to 25 Um, something's not right, because there's only 22 chapters, or verses in 20, in chapter 3. Okay, the end of chapter 2, verses 23 to 25. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage and they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage and God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob and God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. That last Phrase and God had respect unto them. Um, God has respect unto us today. You know, He He loves us. He cares for us. He wants us to to uh, be victorious and um, to experience victory. He wants to give us that victory. but how long? How long did um, did Israel serve under the Egyptians um, and and feel oppressed? You know, I'm not sure. How long it was from the time that, that Israel ex- actually moved to Egypt until the time they left but if I'm not mistaken Joseph had died uh, 400 years prior to the time they left okay so I don't know how it was I'm just imagining a little bit but Okay, so well, how did they become slaves? And I, I assume that most of you realize, but they moved to Egypt for the sake of, of not starving because of the famine. Okay, so they came for food, which they had to pay for. Well, they ran out of money they ran out of animals to pay for the food that they were consuming okay so they ended up selling themselves into uh, bondage or into servanthood to the Egyptians they, they traded their own selves for food um, so many many years they they served in that manner and I don't know Um, all I know is what I just read here in, in 23, 4 and 5 that they cried out to the Lord in their distress in their bondage and God heard their groanings and had respect unto them and is that not the way it is for us today you know we okay back to my own experience this past week you know I was I was distressed but I just kept on going kept on going and just kept getting worse and worse and I guess actually to my shame it... it, relief came and I still had not cried out to the Lord Um, but so, so they came to the point where they they did call on the Lord, and He replied. So, again, how much easier would it have been for me if I had, if I had just stopped and uh, cried out to the Lord? Um, I know that that He has uh, respect for us. He loves us, and He He wants to. He wants to bear our burden. Um, in Romans 10, verses 12 and 13, for, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. You know, he loves each of us, um, it doesn't matter. Our, our background, if we, uh, if we believe in him, he, he loves us all. Okay? There's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, as well as God had respect unto Israel when they cried out to him, um, he responds to our call today. Okay, in chapter 4, verses 10 and 12, and then we'll skip to 15 and 16. Um, Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent. This is where God called him to go back to Egypt and lead his people out of there. O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb or deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what what thou shalt say. And then we skip to 15. Thou shalt speak unto him Aaron, his brother, and put words in his mouth, and I will be with thy mouth and with his mouth, and will teach you what ye shall do. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people, and he shall be even, and he shall be, even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth, and thou shalt be to him instead of God." So. I found that a little bit uh, hard to digest, I guess. The the thing of of Aaron being, um, he shall be to thee instead of a mouth. like like Aaron is to be Moses' mouth, but then Moses is to be like God to Aaron. And it's easy for me to get hung up on grammar, but, but I think what it's saying simply is that um, that God wanted to lead Israel, God wanted to lead Israel out of Egypt by the hand of Moses, but Moses had a problem in speaking and um, complained of that or whatever okay so so to um, stay true to the thing of of well, okay, so God prepared Moses uh, you know from the day he was born uh, for this, and now he's he's um not cooperating so he told Moses that that Aaron can speak for you but but Aaron shall shall only be your mouth I want to talk to you and you tell Aaron what to say um, I think that's what he was saying there Um. Okay, so we see that that God wanted his his words his truth to be spoken he wanted to put words in uh, in Moses mouth um, okay and he still desires to lead our thoughts and and our speech today, Um, so in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 12 to 16, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but with the holy but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. but he that is spiritual judgeth all things yet he himself is judge of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Okay, so um, especially um, verses 13 and 16, which things also we speak not in words which Man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Ghost, te- but which the Holy Ghost teaches, you know, um, we see that that God wants to to lead our thoughts, our uh, our speech uh, through the presence of His Spirit, and we are instructed to you know, that we should walk in the Spirit <clears throat> so the next one I have is in uh, uh, chapter 4 18 to 23 um and Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said unto him, Let me go, I pray thee, and return unto my brethren which are in Egypt, and see which, and see whether they be yet alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. So. This was after that, um, you know, Moses had. Um, not cooperated in, and. and Um, I don't know I guess you might say there was some negotiation going on between God and Moses there but Moses submitted and, and was ready to go and the Lord said unto Moses in Midian go return into Egypt for all the men are dead which sought thy life And Moses took his wife and his sons and set them upon an ass and he returned to the land of Egypt and Moses took the rod of God in his hand. And the Lord said unto Moses, when thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine hand, but I will harden his heart that he shall not let the people go. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord is, thus saith the Lord. Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. If thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. So, what stood out to me here was that... um, Pharaoh did not want to let Israel go. Okay, they they laid claim on Israel. They did not want to let that go. They were they were clinging to that, and and um, even being told that that uh, God is calling them to. To serve them, to, to remove themselves. Even in the face of that, he, uh, Pharaoh did not want to let them go. So he was, he was clinging to that which he claimed instead of releasing it to God. Um, and so, do we experience that? I guess I think we do. Um, there are times when, when we are asked to, to let go and let God have His way. Um, so in Matthew ten thirty-seven, we find, "He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me." He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Um, then in, in uh, 1 Peter 5, uh, the end of verse 5 and 6 and 7, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Um, just the, the the thing of of handing over to the Lord uh, those things which, which we claim we we tend to uh, not let go of, because you know we, and and that is not just. Uh, material things but maybe the way we think about our life or um, just habits that we've developed Um, it can be many things you know um, addictions whatever Um, We need to to let loose of those things and uh, let God cleanse us of it um, and and follow him, uh, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Then also in uh, in Psalms 37, um, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So there's three things there. Trust in the Lord, delight thyself also in the Lord, And commit thy way unto the Lord. That's what he would have us do, not cling to those things for ourselves. Okay, so if we go to the Red Sea now, which is chapter 14. um, I thought I might just read that entire chapter <clears throat> and the Lord spake unto Moses saying speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before uh, Pihiroth between Migdal and the sea over against Baal's Zephon Ziphon, before it shall ye camp, shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land, the wilderness hath shut them in, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, that he shall follow after them, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariot, and he took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and pursued and he pursued after the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with a high hand. If you recall they had asked their neighbors for their jewelry and all sorts of gold. They they literally robbed them and and left his I say literally, in a sense they did, Um, that was not of their own, I mean, God told them to do that, but I think that's what it's referring to, or I assumed that is what this is referring to, they went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and the and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them, encamping by the sea, beside Pihiroth and baal Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. and they said unto Moses because there were no graves in egypt hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness wherefore hast thou not wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of egypt is not this the word that we did tell thee in egypt saying let us alone that we may serve the egyptians for it had been better for us to serve the egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness Hey, I'm puzzled, I guess. Um, it says here that they lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. They were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. But then they immediately started complaining. Um, and I guess you know, we need to guard against that as well. Because we are, we are of the same human flesh they were. Um, apparently, they cried out, but they did not uh, stand still and, and wait on the Lord. But immediately started complaining to Moses or complaining about mo- what Moses had done verse 13 and Moses said unto the people fear ye not stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show to you today for the Egyptians whom ye have seen today ye shall see them again no more forever the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace the Lord said unto Moses wherefore criest thou unto me Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thy hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all his hosts, upon upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten my honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went, be- which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came to pass, and it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these. Okay, so it, it was darkness to the to the Egyptians, but light for Israel. So that one came not near the other all the night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning, that in the morning watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians, and took off their chariot wheels, that they drave them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, and upon the chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared and the Egyptians fled against it and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the land of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And and Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. So <clears throat> it's I, I guess it's just such a, a vivid illustration of, of what life can quickly become for us if, if we start complaining um, If, if we don't allow God to have his way in our life and, um, and we can well imagine the the fear they had you know a mountain range on either side of them a sea in front of them and and the Egyptian army coming from behind you know it looked like there was no escape and um They they despaired. Um, they uh, it, it it tells us here that they cried out unto the Lord, and I had missed that point earlier. So um, I was thinking, you know, they just immediately went into complaining, which is is kind of what I did, and um, but. You know we have we have plenty of script, scripture that that uh, teaches us to to cry out unto the Lord in our distress and um, okay so back to uh, Psalms thirty seven um, trust in the Lord delight thyself also in him and then commit thy way unto the lord um, a, a beautiful pattern for us to to follow um, and i am confident that as we as we do that uh, he will hear our cry he will answer um, in, in thinking along those lines I I was reminded of, of Mark's testimony. To me, one day he he said that. Um, he realized that. That he could not. Deal with. With what he was going through, I forget his exact words, but, um, so he just. Um, he he just prayed and, and told God that, that he would have to help him or whatever it was. And it, it just changed the, the entire situation for him. Um, and I think that's what God wants for us. you know He, he wants us, and and truly I, I believe that that god takes us there to um, to, to bring that f- from us you know he the the distresses that we face um, are meant for us to to bring us into a reliance on His grace. Um, he has promised His grace for us. Um, he told Paul that my grace is sufficient for thee. Um, and so may we be encouraged. Um, And, and continue faithful and uh, you know, learn from our mistakes and um, cry out to God in those times and trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. So I'll open for testimony or corrections, whatever, lies on your heart to share. Thank you for sharing. i blessed by your thoughts. I don't know you go to the next chapter that the outcome know, after they saw it, Water, he's going to the see the Lord is my strength and song. He's become my salvation. He is my God. I will be.